The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There's a story that I've said countless times. I wouldn't be surprised if we've said it in different places hundreds of times that I had the privilege to start saying a year ago. And Baruch Hashem, I know many others have said over the story. It's been written up in different places. But we had this list here to say the story. So why would I repeat the story if you know it so well? I'll go through it quickly because it's the new part that I just heard today that I think you need to hear. And I'll tell you who told it to me on the comment that he made. I'm sure that all I need to say to you about the story is the words reverse Hagba. I say the words reverse Hagba. I'm already looking at your facial recognition. Everybody knows exactly what I mean. We'll say it as quickly as we can about a bocher who was extraordinary beyond words. In every single conceivable area, he was mamish azevi mizok in a league by himself. And he went for a bechina, for a faher, to the tzaddik, Reb Yechon Vosner in Montreal. I had said that I believe he was tested on Dal Chalke Shulchan Subsequent today I found out the test was on two of the Chalokim, Arachayim and Yeredeya. Rav Vosner never saw such a younger man, such a bocher, who was so extraordinarily accomplished in every area. As you know, it was a bit later, it was actually at a chasna, Rav Vosner met the father of that younger man, and he asked the father, telling him how extraordinarily impressed he was with the son, was he always like this? And the father said, no, let me tell you what happened. And of course, you know that the father told Rav Vosner at the chasna, in response to Rav Vosner's question, he said, years ago when he was a bocher in yeshiva, he got called up for hagba on a regular weekday after laning was concluded. And he did a reverse Hagba. You only do a reverse Hagba on Simchas Taira. No other day of the year do you do it. And all of the people started to murmur and to talk at what they just witnessed. He was called in afterwards, and the Rashiva asked him, why did you do a reverse Hagba? And he explained to the Rosh Hashiva, the boy before me who got shlishi had a terrible, terrible stutter, painful and extremely difficult to listen. He must have been going through such an embarrassing moment. The bracha after the aliyah seemed to take forever. And when he finished, people started to speak about him. He became the topic of their conversation. In other words, how badly they felt for what they just witnessed. And then I got called up for Hagba. And in those few seconds before I did Hagba, I had to make a decision. What can I do to distract and divert the attention of all of the Bachram off that one who stuttered and that they should focus solely on me? And so I did a reverse Hagba. And doing the reverse Hagba actually worked. Because at that moment, instead of them continuing to focus on the one who stuttered, their attention was distracted and diverted onto me. They focused on me and what I did, and they started to speak about my reverse hagwa. So he told the Rashiva it worked. They no longer spoke about him, but only about me. The father told Rav Vosner it was on that day that all of the brachis and shemayim opened up for my son, Haravanya, Melus, Kishreinus, Midas, Avoida, Hasmada, everything. It was on that day 
when he didn't live Levadi. It was on that day when he didn't live Anoichi. It was on that day when he thought about someone else that he was Zoycha to all of the Trilois. Like. So now this is a story you've heard from me countless times. Today I had this chus to get a phone call from one of the tremendous, tremendous Tamidachachamim and Ga'inim, Reb Shmuel David HaKayin Friedman. Reb Shmuel David HaKayin Friedman, Zoler Gesund and Stargzayin, shared with me that he himself, a bit ago, had spoken to Reb Yochanan Vosner. And Reb Yochanan Vosner told him, meaning Reb Shmuel David HaKayin Friedman, the Baal State Tzaytim, the story, like I just told it to you. And then Rav Vosner told Rav Shmuel David HaKoyen that at that chasana, the father of the younger man then told him a second story. Until today, I was unaware of the second story, but today, thanks to the Baal State Soifim, he shared with me the Misa. And he added a very interesting postscript. He said, in some ways, the second Misa is even greater than the first Misa. But with that, I was certainly intrigued. What was the second Misa that the father of the Yungaman told Rav Bosner at the Chasa that they had met? Story number one, we know. What was story number two? The father told Rav Bosner, his son now is a Yungaman living in a particular city near the tri-state area, learning in a Hasidish Akoilo. And about a year or two ago, as can happen in the middle of Seder or Davening, a Meshulach, someone raising money, my father Zatzal used to refer to a Meshulach as an ambassador of Torah. Such a Meshulach, a person collecting funds, came from Eretz Yisrael, and he tells Rav Vosner, my son saw him and engaged him in a conversation. Why was the fellow in America? He was raising funds for two children who he needed to make chasnas for, and he was raising, he needed to raise $50,000 to help make the two chasnas and for other expenses. He tells Rav Vosner that my son was very impressed with this mashulach, this fellow collecting, a very fine, able person, sincere. They had a wonderful conversation, but my son realized that he may not be matzliach collecting. Some people have the ability, it comes easier to them. For this fellow visiting a foreign country here in America, it didn't seem like he would be successful. So my son decided. He had a friend that he went to yeshiva with that became quite, quite successful. Baruch Hashem. He decided that he was going to go ahead and travel to the city where his friend was now a well-to-do person, and he'll ask him, you Baruch Hashem have, could you give $50,000 this way the person could make the Duchasnas, and he could go back and not lose time and go back to Eretz immediately. So this young man, meaning my son, he says, traveled to this particular city. He set up a meeting with his friend, and he told his friend why he was here. He said, so could you please go ahead and write out a check for $50,000? The friend responded, normally there are so many people who come, I'm able to give each one 100, 200, whatever it is. But since I see that you travel the number of hours to come to me personally, I could give a little bit more, maybe 500 or a little bit more than that, but not 50,000. On the spot, my son turned to his friend and said, I'll make a deal with you. 
if you write out a check now to this fellow for $50,000 this year, in one year time, from now for a year, I will learn Shas Bavli. Now, to do that diligently, that means you're doing, as we know, seven and a half pages, seven and a half dafim a day. And in one year, I'll finish Shas Bavli, and that Shas will have been learned for you. It will be schusim for you. It will be your CMR Shas. It will be your Torah learning. I'll give you those schusim if you'll write out a check for $50,000. On the spot, the fellow took out a piece of paper, wrote up a contract, that he'll give the $50,000 to the fellow in Eretz Yisrael so he can go back. And his friend sitting in front of him just committed for one year to learn all of Shaz Bavli and the schusim will be his kachava. That's exactly what happened. And a year later, he says, my son made the CMA Shaz. In fact, he invited me to it and I came to it and I saw that sitting on the head table front and center was his friend. And I asked his friend, why is he sitting here? And that's when he told me, what my son had done on behalf of that person in Eretz Yisrael. The obviously it was extraordinary that the Gvir, right away when he heard that he could get the credit for, then he was willing to give the $50,000, and that was something that appealed to him. Well, let's analyze that Misa for a moment. Number one, this wasn't the commitment that he was taking upon himself for a day or a week. It was a serious commitment every single day for a year to do seven and a half lot the way I'm sure this younger mom did it properly might have taken an hour, two, three hours every single day. And who did he do it for? He didn't do it for his brother. He didn't do it for his first cousin. He did it for a fellow from Eric Shepherd he had never met before until the day before. He just met the person. Maybe he talked of you, that person, as his brother. Maybe he knew better than us. Ataka is my brother. And he was willing to make a colossal, stratospheric, extraordinary commitment of learning Gan Shaz Bavli in one year. You take the schusim, just give him the $50,000 check. And this way he can go back to Eretz Yisrael. And I'm sure David Akain told me the Misa today. He said, in some ways, this second Misa is also as extraordinary, maybe even more extraordinary. For the commitment was for a year, hours a day, every single day. And for who? For somebody he didn't even know. That's what it means not to live Levadi. That's what it means not to live an Anoichi existence. But rather to go ahead and to use the Kaya Chadib or to use the power we have to unite. And maybe that was the secret, that although we think he didn't know the person, only met him the day before, he viewed him as a brother. And for my brother... I'll do anything. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.